Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back with our listeners today. What a blessing it is to be able to get together each day right here in this program and do exactly as the name of the program suggests. Search the Scriptures. Dig deep into God's Word. Look beneath the surface. Look at it in detail and in depth. Try to come to a fuller understanding of what the Bible really does teach. And yet we try to explain it in a way that is clear, easy to understand, and that makes sense for your daily life. Our prayer is that as we come together each day in this program, and as we open up God's Word and study those rich teachings and truths and dig deep into those treasures of teaching and knowledge that God has communicated to us, that your knowledge of, him, of God is, coming, is becoming stronger and stronger, and that as a result, you're coming closer and closer to God. And our prayer is that ultimately, you are being equipped to make your decision to come to God all the way, His way, through Jesus Christ, His Son, your Lord and Savior, as you're repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Him, and surrendering to Him in baptism for the remission of your sins, and rising up out of that watery grave, as we can descriptively uh, identify it, to walk that new life, that reborn life, that new life in Christ. Our prayers are with you and they're for you. And our prayer, we really do pray for you. Great to be here together again with Dwayne Kennedy. Thank you so much, Gary, and thank you for mentioning that we pray for our audience and their understanding of the things that we strive to do on this program. And, and we do pray for you. And we are concerned for your well-being before God. We are concerned if, of your physical well-being as well. And we hope that everything works out well and that you do well by yourself but continue to do well by yourself as you continue to study with us we thank you for listening welcome to the program amen and you know you did talk about our concern our care about people's well-being our listeners in particular as you were describing it and so many people they think of well-being primarily on the physical and material side of life right but far more important is the spiritual well-being of each and every one of us. That's exactly right, Gary. We need to have our spiritual lives right with God in order to be in the best position that we can be in life and ultimately to get to heaven. That's right. In the life to come, we want to be in a good place, and that's with God. Amen. Now, Dwayne, we uh, began and got into this particular lesson asking the question, can the devil make you sin? And that's a really important question. You pointed out as we began this particular lesson, that's an old Flip Wilson play, on, <laughs> you know, going way back, an old comedian, where he would talk about the devil made me do it. Right. <laughs> and yet uh, the devil cannot make us do anything, can he? No, he cannot. It's interesting that while sin is such a an obvious and flagrant reality of humanity, yet the devil, and the devil being behind sin, but the devil does not make us sin. No, he doesn't. We make our own decisions. Now, Jesus Christ came into this, into this world to seek and to save that which was lost, Luke chapter 19 and verse 10. And the reason for man's lost condition is sin. That's right, Gary. All of us have sinned. Yes. And in Matthew chapter 9 and verse 13, Jesus said he came to seek sinners, to call sinners to salvation. That's right. 
it's because of our sin that we needed a Savior. It's because of our sin that Christ had to go to the cross on our behalf. That's right, and he paid the price for our salvation with his blood. Yes. It was our guilt, but he died to pay that price. That's right. That's an incredible, an incredible, incredible blessing that we have had. Uh, in, in Romans chapter 5, verses 6 through 10, the Apostle Paul says about four times there, he mentions the death of Christ on our behalf. That's right. And he talks about how it was for the ungodly, it was for us when we were, were, were without strength, and also when we were enemies of God. All three. Incredible. Yes. He did that not because we deserved it or had it coming or should have expected it, but he did that because God loves us that much. That's right. And it's by his grace. We had no hope without that. Nope. The Apostle Paul said in Romans chapter, I'm sorry, 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 15, this is a true saying and worthy of all acceptance that Jesus Christ came into this world to save sinners of whom I am chief. That's right, Gary. Now, even the Apostle Paul recognized himself as a terrible sinner. Right. In need of redemption. Responsible for so much of the New Testament, yet he looked at himself in that way because it was true. He was like us, in need of the cleansing blood of Jesus. Still human. That's right. And humanity is weak and sinful, makes mistakes. Now, the devil is our enemy. There's nothing friendly about him. He's not cute and cuddly. There's nothing that we should desire about him. He is our deadly enemy. Right. And Peter talks about that in First, uh, first Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. He describes him as what? A roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Yes, roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. And the devourer there is illustrative of seeking our destruction. That's right. Sin is the key. So we need to ask ourselves, where is your life in relation to sin, in relation to righteousness and salvation? Now, ultimately, we need to ask this question and we need to answer it. Can the devil make you sin? We are a culture right now in this country that, oh, we revel in the concept of being victims. <laughs> and yeah. of course, if we're victims, we're not responsible, are we? That's right. We do not want to take responsibility, yet we want to continue to do wrong and say that, well, it's not my fault. And, and that for all kinds of things. Right. Yeah, not my fault. I'm a victim of society. I'm a victim of my environment. I'm a victim of uh, the culture in which I grew up. I'm a victim of my parents and their depraved lifestyle. I'm a victim of somebody uh, being against me, looking down on me, treating me badly, being prejudiced against me. It just goes on and on and on. Yeah, and the idea that you can't hold what I did against me because it's really not me who did it. I'm not responsible. Yeah, not my fault, really, deep down. Well, yes, it is your fault. Right. You did it. You're responsible. 
and God holds you accountable for your sin. He does indeed. While the devil is the author and instigator of sin in that he leads everybody or at least tries to lead everybody into sin through temptation, he cannot make us sin. Let's turn to Romans chapter 6 and verse 23. We see two sides of the ledger here. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Now as we said, the devil is our enemy. He is our adversary, as, as Peter puts it literally in, in 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 8. Our adversary means one who is against us, one who stands against us basically boiled down our enemy. God is the opposite of the devil. Right. Once again, we need to understand that the devil is pure evil. Pure evil. God is absolute righteousness. That's right. Purity. Exactly the opposite of the devil. Now, we have two sides of the ledger here, as I said, and they're at opposite ends of the spectrum. One is the wages of sin. And what's that again, Dwayne? It's death. Death. The other is eternal life. And who is the author behind that? Our Lord Jesus Christ. Yes, yes. And it is the gift of God. It is. Eternal life. So the devil is about our spiritual death and destruction and eternal condemnation trying to lead us into sin through temptation God is about giving us the opportunity to be forgiven of our sins and to have the promise of eternal life with him in heaven through Christ that's right the devil is not our friend he is not looking out for our well-being or our best interests Jesus, on the other hand, is our friend and is looking out for both our well-being and our best interests and our eternal life with God. Yes, God created us in his image, Right. going back to Genesis chapter 1 and verses 26 and 27. Now, I believe we should understand that to mean he created us with a spiritual identity. Yes, and essence, and that's different from how he created everything else that he created. That's right. Now that not only is a great blessing to us, but it also places a great responsibility upon us because we have the capacity for understanding morality, right. goodness, righteousness, and also recognizing the opposite of those, and that is immorality and evil and unrighteousness. We understand the difference between the two. And God holds us responsible. He does. He holds us responsible. Now, so here are the two sides of the ledger. One is death because of sin. And when we sin, we make the choice. The other is eternal life through Jesus Christ. We've got to make the choice. Right. Choose this day. Exactly right. Whom we will serve. In James chapter 1, beginning with verse 12 and reading down through verse 15, this, this enlightens us again as to the goodness of God and how we can be confident in him 
if we have that right relationship with him. How does that read, Dwayne? Blessed is the man who endures temptation, for when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life which the Lord has promised to those who love him. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. But each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Then when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin, when it is full grown, brings forth death. In verse 12 there, James says, blessed is the man who endures temptation. Right. The understanding there is he endures the temptation without succumbing to it. That's right. He is a survivor. He does not succumb. He, right. He, he does not give in to the temptation. Uh, and then when he has been approved, he will receive the crown of life, which is talking about eternal life with God and Christ in heaven. Now, notice in verses 13 and 14 that it assures us that evil sin, they're not of God. Right. Let no one say when he is tempted, I'm tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted by evil, nor does he himself tempt anyone. When you find yourself being tempted to do wrong, to be unfaithful, to be unrighteous, to be immoral, don't blame God for that. And it has nothing to do with him. No, that's the devil. All right. And each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. Right. And once again, when we're confronted with some particular temptation, and that really looks good to us, and we want it, and we give in to the temptation, and we commit the sin, we can't blame anybody no. but ourselves for that. That's right. Now, we can say, well, the devil, you know, he, he, he put the temptation before me. That's right. But he did not make you sin. And that's the answer to our question. He cannot make you sin. He can present you with the temptation, but you make the choice to sin. And this passage teaches us that. Exactly right. Verse 15, when desire has conceived, it gives birth to sin, and sin when it, when it is full grown, brings forth death. And there's the consequence again of sin. Right. And you know, Dwayne, going all the way back to Genesis chapter 2 in verse 17, in the garden, God warned the first man and woman about the consequences of sin. Right. He told them, do not eat of the fruit of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, for in the day that you eat thereof, you shall surely die. die. Yes, yes. And they disobeyed God, and they ate, and so they died spiritually. Exactly. And therein was the, was the need for a Savior. Yes. And God already had that, that plan in mind before he ever created that first man and woman. That's right. And God has provided him for all of us, and we can all take advantage of God's grace. Yes, yes. Just amazing. And there's God's foresight, his omniscience, knowing all things even before they happen. He knew that man was going to sin and would need the Redeemer, and God already had Jesus Christ in the plans. 
Now, let me say this, and I don't want to take us away from our lesson, Gary, but God's grace is not given for us to continue in sin. A lot of people like to use God's grace as a reason for continuing in sin. But God did not give us his grace. God gave us his grace so that it can teach us to say no or to deny ungodliness. Yes, to have an opportunity to overcome sin. That's right. And uh, in fact, the Apostle Paul made that point twice in the sixth chapter of his letter to the Romans. Yes. Shall we continue to sin that grace may abound? And then he answered the question. God forbid. God forbid. Or the sense being absolutely not. Right. We have to turn away from sin. And in Titus chapter 2, verses 11 through 14, he in essence says the same thing, that God's grace instructs us that we can deny ungodliness and live soberly and righteously before God. With God's help. That's right. And let's turn to, to James chapter 4, and let's look at verses 7 and 8. And this tells us, at least gives us something of an understanding of how we can do that. Indeed. Therefore, submit to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Draw near to God, and he will draw near to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Lament and warn, mourn and weep, mourning and let your laughter be turned to mourning and your joy to gloom. Humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord, and he will lift you up. All right. So humble yourself in the sight of the Lord. He will lift you up. Going back to verses 7 and 8, submit to God. Resist the devil. He will flee from you. Right. And how do we resist the devil effectively? We draw near to God. That's right. Verse 8, we draw near to God and he'll draw near to us. And when that happens, as we walk with God, there's no room for the devil in our life. That's right. They cannot harmoniously coexist in the same person's life and so if we will walk with God faithfully the devil has no place there and we automatically walk away from him if we walk with God we're walking away from the devil if we're walking with the devil we walk away from God that's right you cannot play with sin and be faithful to God at the same time now let's turn to first John chapter 5 and how about reading verses 18 and 19, Dwayne? We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself, and the wicked one does not touch him. We know that we are of God, and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. In verse 18, when it says, we know that whoever is born of God does not sin, Again, this is, this is a, a book, 1 John, that, that has a difficult time translating the tenses of the Greek verbs into English effectively. That's and right. I think what this is really saying is we know that uh, whoever is born of, of God does not live in sin, does not keep on sinning, does not keep on in a sinful lifestyle. Yeah, the Greek in these passages are indicative of continuing action. Yes, yes, continuing action, very good way to put it. And so if we're walking with God again in faithfulness, 
then we're automatically walking away from sinfulness. Right. And we know that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one, the wicked one being the devil. And that goes back to something you said earlier, Dwayne. We have all sinned and fall short of the glory of God, Romans 3 and verse 23. Right. The world is under the sway of the wicked one. The devil has his way largely with the people of the world. Yes. Unless they turn to God in faithfulness and obedience. You know, you, you talked about the grace of God a few moments ago does not, is not offered to us to allow us to continue in sin. Right. You know, I appreciate something you said a long time ago in this radio program, uh, and, and it, was, it was along the line, God did not send Christ to save us in our sin. He sent Christ to save us from our sin. Right, indeed. We cannot continue in that sin. And that's the sense of what John, uh, what John is writing here in verse 18. We know that whoever is born of God does not sin, does not continue to live in sin. That's right, brother. We have to turn away from the sin. In 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8, what do we read? He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Now, Dwayne, as we're coming to the conclusion of the program today, let's understand this point again. And John lays it out there. If you are living in sin, you're not of God in that lifestyle. You are of the devil. This passage makes that very clear. It does, doesn't it? You are identified with Satan. Now, I'm not saying you're possessed. I'm saying you're living the lifestyle that he leads people into, which is sin. He provided you with the temptation, and you came. Yes. And there are so many people, Dwayne, who have this, illus this illusion that somehow they can be living in sinfulness and still think they're right with God. That's right. They think they've still got this great relationship with God. That, again, is the deception of the devil and you've bought into it. When you're living in sin, when you're continuing in a sinful lifestyle, you're not walking with God. You're walking by the lead of the devil. Right. You're not identified with God. You're not right with God. You're walking away from God. Now again, look at what John wrote there for yourself in 1 John chapter 3 and verse 8. We're going to stop here, come back, and continue this study next time. We do encourage you to not only tune in next time, but we encourage you to contact us. In just a few moments, we'll tell you how to do that and ask for that free Bible study that we always offer. And that study will help you, right from the Bible, learn how you can overcome sin, how you can be forgiven, how you can be made right with God, how you can be saved and look forward to eternal life in heaven. The study is free. We'll even take care of the postage. Also, you can receive a copy of today's program on CD for free. All you have to do is ask, and again, we'll take care of the postage. Be sure to jot down that information and contact us right away, won't you?